Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we do go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. Today, we're welcoming back a very familiar voice to the podcast, Dr. Kimberly McElroy-Jones. She's Director of Community Partnerships for Community Health, and Dr. McElroy-Jones is joining us to discuss Black Maternal Health an important topic this month as January is National Birth Defects Prevention Month. Uh, Can I call you Dr. Kim? I think that's okay, Dr. Kim. Uh, So before we dive into the topic, for anyone who may not have heard our previous episode with you, give us an overview of your role here at Eskenazi Health, if you don't mind. Not at all, I don't mind, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Um, And as you said, I'm the Director of Community Partnerships for Community Health, and I get to work with this awesome group of Eskenazi team members, and we are brought looking at the health of our community, as Eskenazi Health has always done, to work on systematizing the way that we engage partners and neighbors in our community to address the health of our community. And so from our perspective, healthcare primarily happens outside the walls or beyond the doctor's office. Um, and so we are looking at those things that impact our health before we even enter a healthcare facility or when we leave our provider's offices. Those are the social determinants of health that our team is working to address, and these are the things that impact our health most often. I appreciate that that, that deep uh, uh, answer that. And we can all agree the topic of today with uh, Black Maternal Health and obviously National Birth Defects Prevention Month, uh, we can all agree and acknowledge that maternal health is important to all women and babies, but there are health and social disparities uh, that black women face and that can cause complications while, uh, while they're pregnant or during their pregnancy. Can you go into some detail about what these disparities are and what are some of the causes? Sure. So... When we're looking at maternal health and disparities, we can see in the U.S. that black women face significant disparities in their health, which are largely driven by systemic racism and discrimination, unfortunately. Um, Compared to white mothers, for example, black mothers face three times higher rates of maternal mortality and two times higher rate of maternal morbidity. And so in 2020, the Indiana State Department of Health surveyed women about their health care experiences. And out of more than 4,000 responses, the results showed major disparities between the care a woman receives while she's pregnant and whether her baby lives or dies. And so from that survey, women reported a variety of barriers that prevented them from getting prenatal care, which can detect and manage problems before they worsen and even save their lives. So 10% said they felt emotionally upset as a result of how they were treated based on their race. And unfortunately, the state of Indiana has the highest maternal death rate in the Midwest, which is disproportionately affecting black and Hispanic mothers. And so what are some of the, can you go into some of the dangers that black women face while pregnant uh, with the previously mentioned health conditions? How can uh, these affect them during childbirth and even affect their newborn? Sure. So according to the March of Dimes, the U.S. is among the most dangerous developed nations for pregnant women, new moms and babies. And if moms aren't receiving early continuous prenatal care, planning for their births and their care, they are putting themselves and their unborn child at a greater risk. 
So two out of every five babies who died did not receive early prenatal care. But a lot of the social determinants of health factor in as well. It's, do these moms have transportation? Do they have child care for their other children? Do they have a safe, stable place to live? And then once again, you know, the outcomes are especially concerning for women of color with maternal mortality rates among black women. Uh, for example, being three times higher than those of white women. And the place where we should be safe, doctors' offices, hospitals, unfortunately, sometimes play a well-documented role in the disparities due to implicit bias. As you mentioned implicit bias, uh, can you go more in-depth with that? I mean, how, how do we address this? What's the best way to, to, to tackle this? So unfortunately, overwhelmingly, black people do not receive the same quality of care as white people. It's not something that I'm making up. Uh, racism is not only prevalent in society, it's prevalent in the healthcare system. And implicit bias is not something that white people have. All people have implicit bias, but not everyone is conscious of it. Um, and sometimes they're not, if they're not conscious of it, they're not self-aware enough to check it. And so implicit bias is when we are relying on stereotypes um, for our decision making. We're using mental shortcuts that cause errors in decision making. Um, and as a result, marginalized groups tend to have negative experiences, which can become sustained over time. And not only do groups suffer, but individuals suffer as well. And therefore, these biases show up in a way in which a patient is treated. So uh, before we get to the next question here, so what's something that uh, someone can do if, if they're seeing their doctor and, and they think that this is going on? What are the, what are the steps to, I guess... Do you seek a, se a second opinion? What what would you advise someone to do who, you know, kind of were wondering about this? Yeah, I kind of always um, tend to tell people that they need to be their strongest advocate, um, trust their gut, um, ask uh, pointed questions. Um, one of the things that uh, I tell people is ask uh, ask your provider um, if how would you treat someone um, who was white or you know different than me. Um, in the situation, in the situation, um, you know, like I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's this specific way that you can really advocate. Like, don't don't just take it. Um, sometimes we'll get in our doctor's offices or, you know, a provider's office and we will feel intimidated because they are in this power position because they tend to know more about your body. But you can't let that drive how you respond and take care of your own body. And so you need to be your advocate. You need to ask questions. If you don't understand, you need to let them know you don't understand. You need to repeat things back to them to show them that you either understand or you don't understand. And don't feel intimidated if you don't understand. You didn't go to medical school if you're not a physician or and you didn't go to nursing school. So you shouldn't necessarily know. That's why we seek care. But if you continue to see that, you, I tell people they need to divorce those providers. So it's okay to get a new provider. Um, I've had to divorce providers a lot of times. So um, if they, you might not just mesh, you know, that might be that provider that was good for your, your mom or your sister. Um, but if they're not giving you the care that you need and responding to you, that's okay. Just find a different provider. And I think that that message is really good for probably any situation. If it, it yeah, I, I, yes, they're, they're doctors, they went to med, but there's a, a chemistry and a relationship yes. that needs to be there and established. And, and I know like, not like a friend, whatever, but 
if it doesn't feel right, you, you're well within your right. It's your body. You're exactly. well within your right to go and, and find yeah. someone who you, uh, makes you just even more comfortable in the thing, even if the information is the same, if you don't like the delivery of yes. it. I, I think uh, a lot of people just kind of take it you mm-hmm. know, because they're, they just, you have, like you or, said, the authority issue. Yeah, or they might decide not to seek care. Yes. And yeah. that's exactly what we don't want to happen. So um, if you it's like really be your strong advocate, if you're not getting the care you think you deserve, you you could you have that right to go find the care you need. Absolutely. Uh, how can these disparities be addressed and how can we begin to improve uh, black maternal health? So we have to address uh, chronic disease, uh, the social determinants of health, structural racism and implicit bias. So some disparities are related to, you know, chronic conditions such as obesity, diabetes. Um, others are related to things such as smoking, limited or no prenatal care. And then lastly, we have to address implicit bias and structural racism. Um, I truly believe that physicians take seriously their oath to do no harm, first do no harm. Um, but sometimes these biases, uh, those shortcuts, you're not even you know, realizing that you're operating in them. Um, they can show up in the care that p- uh, patients receive. They make unintentional judgments about people. And these unfortunate judgments contribute to harmful results for patients. And so one of the most unfortunate themes that um, is resonating with regard to um, these judgments is regarding black women in pain. So black persons are overwhelmingly being prescribed less pain medicine than others. And one of the main reasons for this is implicit or unconscious bias. And so some providers may look at a black person and assume their pain tolerance is higher so they don't prescribe strong pain meds for us. Or they may just assume other things, but what ultimately results is inferior health care. So in order to address the health disparities to improve black maternal health, we have to address all the dimensions of this complex problem and just not one part of it. Um, going back to just a a couple questions ago when we were talking about, you know, if something doesn't feel right, is there, for, at Eskenazi, to your knowledge, and and if you don't know, it's it's fine, um, is there a a process that needs to be done, or is it as simple as, I just want to change, call up someone and say, I just want to change my doctor, or is there like a formal thing? I I don't know if I'm even asking the right question, but, you know, uh, maybe a patient bill of rights or like, like what do they need to do if they're an Eskenazi patient and they want to? Well, actually, uh, there there are those type of um, processes set in place. So depending on the level. So if there do you if you feel there's an issue, um, you might need to report that. Um, are there issues with regards to the way that you're cared that was, you know, delivered or, you know, the interactions? Um, but you can just change a provider for the most part. If it's just chemistry or things like that, you're not meshing, um, then you you can just, I want to, you know, get a new primary care provider or I need a new specialist. Just, you know, and depending on your um, insurance or what have you, um, typically you have that right to do that. And what I tell people is that I don't let an insurance company make a decision with regard to my care. So um, sometimes even if um, I need to, you know, change something or if I want a specific test done, there was a case where um, I had a um, a blood clot in my leg and um, I didn't have any of the reasons that I should have had a blood clot. Um, and so I wasn't a smoker and didn't do anything like that. But I just knew something was wrong with my body. And so I went to the doctor and they almost didn't send me to the ER. And, you know, blood clots are, you know, potentially fatal. And so um, 
they sent me to the ER and that's when we found out that I had that blood clot. And so you have to trust your body, you that instinct, that's your brain and your gut. And so you have to follow that. And so you need to do whatever it takes for you to be the best steward of your own body. I think that's such an important message. Uh, and I know we're talking about maternal health there, but just in, ge- in care in general, you only you know how you feel. Uh, and sometimes it's difficult to verbalize or you say it feels kind of like, you know, but if it, if it doesn't seem right, don't, don't be satisfied. If you, right. if you know, if there's something wrong with you, you know mm-hmm. how you're supposed to feel. So, yeah. uh, and, and I guess, you know, always, you know, give, even if you think you're giving too much information, you can never give too much information. Exactly. It's not in a medical exactly. uh, situation. So yeah, I, it's, it's a, it's a great conversation. Really important. Um, what are the steps Eskenazi health social determinants of health? are taking to tackle these health disparities and improve the health of black women, uh, black maternal health, and their children. So from what we can see in the research, um, to better understand and address the disparities, we have to better screen for the social determinants of health. And even after we screen for them, you have to address them. So we don't want to find that, you know, you don't have somewhere to live and then don't have a process or mechanism to help you do that. And so we're trying to systematically work on developing that, um, find innovative ways to address them. And so one of, that's one of my primary roles as a part of this team is to um, identify and connect us with partners that can help us meet the needs of the whole person. Um, not only are we looking at their, pac- their, their medical concerns, we're looking to address their levels of stress, um, whether or not they have food. Um, it, are they in a neighborhood that has violence? Um, do they have access to prenatal care? Can they get there? And so... These are all the factors that can contribute to those disparities that impact maternal health. And so we're trying to work on how to best systematize that work within the system. To a uh, Eskenazi uh, physician or nurse who might be listening to this, what are things that they can look for, they can do if they notice something on, on their end to help a patient? Maybe what might even be beyond standard medical care? What, is there a message you can pass to them from their, from their side of things? Yeah, so we, we have integrated various tools within EPIC, um, the Social Determinants of Health Wheel, the uh, Aunt Bertha, which is now called Find Help. Um, those tools just if if the provider feels like they don't have time and a patient has screened, really just making sure that uh, the medical assistant or the nurse or social work social worker gets connected to that patient. So as much as they can, I help us identify the patients that have these needs. I really appreciate you taking the time to come in here. I think you and I are going to develop a very good rapport yes. with each other through this podcast. Uh, is there any any final things, any wrap-up things that we haven't ta- uh, hit on with this topic or anything else that you'd like to make sure gets, gets covered? I just really appreciate appreciate the fact that um, we're looking at um, the different ways that health affects us at this Here For You podcast and going beyond the doctor's office. <laughs> and so um, just I really appreciate um, the different topics that um, are being talked about. And so we want to elevate this conversation and continue to address these issues so that we can make our community better. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great thing. And, and I, I say the the medical aspect is, is one thing, and that's but it's those other things. And I'm glad that we're able to give uh, attention to the programs that when you think about a healthcare system, you think doctors and nurses and all. This is, I think, this second, or maybe not even second is the right thing, but this 
this is where the magic happens, I think, you know, um, especially with the mission of Eskenazi Health. So thank you very much. I'm, I'm so glad that you are part of this, uh, this team and taking up this charge. And I, I, I really think that Eskenazi is poised, uh, while we've already done amazing things that just kind yes. of go next level, so to speak. But, yes. Uh, thank you guys for uh, being a part of this. Thanks to Joe and Rachel for uh, putting this all together. Of course, you can hear all of our previous episodes uh, through our SoundCloud channel, or you can also find out and you can follow us on all the normal social channels, and you can find more information about all Eskenazi services and even book a doctor's appointment, EskenaziHealth.edu, and we will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. To hear all of our previous episodes, please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud by searching Eskenazi Health.